صباح الخير رامي صباح الخير لكل المستمعين مثل كل نهار خميس بنحكي عن قانون الضمان الاجتماعي وبنحكي عن قانون الاصابات ضمن العمل اليوم معنا مثل كل خميس مؤخرا محاميين وليس محامي المحامي مايكل راث والمحامي علي بغداري جود افتنون مايكل جود افتنون اتورني علي بغداري جود افتنون اتورني مايكل راث جود افتنون جمانا ثانك يو فور هافينغ مي توداي Good afternoon, Jamana. Thanks for being again on here today. Excited. Uh, I apologize that last week, Attorney Ali Baghdadi, you were with a client at yes. a medical, uh, so-called independent medical evaluation. Yes. We know they're not independent at all. They're not. They're very biased. How did that How did that go? And is there anything quickly you can share with us that may be of interest or something that like struck you? Yes. Or, yeah. Uh, tell us. Well, he was bold enough to actually inform me. The doctor the was bold enough. Doc- well, let, let's back up. I'm sorry. This was in a work-related injury. Workers' compensation. So, شخص معطل بسبب العمل. مزبوط. The insurance تبعه بالعمل بعتته عن دكتور. دكتور تاعن. وانت كنت معه ل لهذا الموكل. مزبوط. وشو لاحظت؟ شو ممكن تلفت لنا نظرنا للمستمعين اللي عندهم إصابات ضمن العمل؟ شغلي شغلي ضروري ومهمة إنه إذا سألوكن يعملوكن صور. عن الكسر او اذا عن عم اذا عم بيوجعك مثل صدرك نعم. او كتفك او ركبتك نعم ما ما تقبل يعملوا صور اكس رايز اكس رايز اند سالني هو هي واز بولد انف اف ان فرونت اوف مي او دو يو ليت يور كلاينت تيك ان اكس راي اي سيد نو يو نو دي وونت تو سبجكت هيم تو سيرتن تيست اند ستف لايك ذا دي كيب سينج ذات دي دونت هاف انف ريكوردز تو ايفالويت هيم اند بات دي هاد ذا هول فايل لايك اباوت 200 بيجز اوف ميديكال ريكوردز بات دي كيب سينج ذير ميسينج سمثينج دي دو ذس اولسو ان كار اكسيدنتس يس ون اوف ذا ثينجز وي تيل اور كلاينتس از ذات اف وين يو جو تو ذا انشورنس دكتور اف ذي ساي يو نيد تو دو ذس تيست بيكوز يو هافنت دون ات مزبوط then we tell our clients to very respectfully ask that doctor to write down and they will go our clients then will go to our to their trusted yes. own doctor because the insurance doctor is biased it is it's 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 he's not like there to help and i, I who I pays mean, who pays this doctor's uh, uh, money, services services of course the insurance company okay. i mean he works for them technically right, you know right and the client I mean, I'm glad I was there. He was an older gentleman that didn't did kind of speak English at all. Yes. Even though he had a translator, uh, when I walked in, his face kind of lightened up and yeah. he was happy because I kind of like took a burden off his shoulders that You're someone's there corner. to kind of protect him, uh-huh. you know? You're his advocate. Yes. You'll protect him from what he shouldn't be doing. Yes. Okay. And uh, I mean, the doctor also kind of changed his mood mm-hmm. as well. Can, you know? can I ask you, what kind of case was it that you were there for? What type of claim did he have? Well, it was a workers' compensation case, and he had an injury to his knee and shoulder, mostly his shoulder. He had a knee replacement surgery before he fell at work. And was that what was injured, or what part of his body did he injure? In the well, he was complaining a lot from his shoulder. Shoulder? Yeah. A new injury? Yes. How old was he? He was in between 70 and 80. Was he still eligible for workers' compensation? Yes. Was he, he was working full-time. And how about Social Security? Was he getting Uh Yes. Wow. So so somebody can work well after their social retirement age? Yes, of course. And it keeps the credits keeps going. Not after 70, though. Not after 70, Ever no. sev- yes. After 70, you cap they up stop. at 70. They cap. I see Correct. that our IT, Joe, has become so educated on this that he is like giving us the thumbs up. Like we're giving the right answers, Joe? Thank you, Joe. <laughs> 
I listen to you guys every day, so I have to pick up something. <laughs> yes, especially those shows that we conduct in English and then trans, uh, translate into Arabic versus, versus those where we talk in Arabic and translate into <laughs> So, So one of the... One of the um, one of the uh, one of the things that I think, Attorney Ali Baghdadi, you are telling the listeners today, those who are in a work-related injury, is when you go to the insurance doctor, and you will go. Of course, it's not it's not if you go, it's when you go. No, you're gonna. It's go. not if they yeah. send you; it's when they send yes. you. They want their own doctors to kind of look at you and t- say that you're not injured. Okay, so you when you go, when you go. You have the you are obligated to submit to a physical examination that's totally okay and answer yes. questions. Yes. But any testing beyond that, you should refuse doing it. Exactly. And if you haven't had it done, sometimes they use the argument, oh well, you did not do an EMG. Let me that's do an EMG. He actually did. Right. He wanted to do an X-ray because he didn't have an X-ray. Right. Or you did not do an EMG. Let me have mm-hmm. an EMG. Well, these these tests, EMGs, X-rays, MRIs, CAT scans. These are very subjective, so it depends on the yeah. the the intent and the experience and the um, knowledge mm-hmm. and the allegiance of the person. It shouldn't be like that, but it, it is not. like that. It is. But it is like that. So two different people can look at EMG testing or two different doctors and one interpret it one way and another interpret it another way. Same with MRIs. It's True. images. I mean, there, there was an MRI in the in the file. He just wanted to do his own X-ray, mm-hmm. and in MRI, actually, you can it's tell much more, more than an yeah. exactly right. Right. So right. he was looking for something, uh, something that is not exactly. in, not in on the our f- side or right. on the plaintiff's right. side. So, Muhammad Ali Baghdadi, from the advice that you gave, that for the people who are affected by the situation, Exactly. Not when, but not if, but when. إذا هذا الدكتور طلب فحوصات شخص مش عملها بكل تهذيب صاحب الأمر يقول له اكتب ليها على ورقة إذا بتسمح أنا بطلب من دكتوري الخاص يعمل ليها. مزبوط. ليه ما بدنا دكتور الإنشورنس؟ لأنه دكتور الإنشورنس هي لويلتي تبعه هي للإنشورنس. I mean, he's getting his paycheck from the insurance company. مزبوط. So. وبعدين فحوصات مثل MRIs فحوصات مثل EMGs X-rays. منا سوداء وبيضة حسب مين بيقريها وشو بيشوف فيها وإذا انتبه لكل شيء فيها فممكن كتير تو سيتس اوف ايز واحد ينظر يلاقي إصابة الثاني ينظر يلاقي إصابة أخف الثالث ينظر يلاقي إصابة غير موجودة yeah. ما وحتى لو في إصابة مش رح مش مش رح يدلوا على الإصابة رح كان لايك هيز جونا جو اوفر لوك إت أو مينيمايز إت إكزاكتلي أو يقول إنه هي موجودة من قبل yeah, مزبوط okay. إنه everything is pre-existing especially with, with the IME doctors نعم you know? نعم أوكي okay. انتقالا اليوم كنا بدنا نبلش الأسبوع الماضي وكنا عم نحكي انه انت ما كنت موجود معنا الاسبوع الماضي حكينا بطريقه كثير yeah. مفصله عن شيء اسمه فايكا فايكا يعني فيدرال انشورنس كونتريبيوشن اكت وقلنا انه فايكا كثير مهمه ومهم كثير كل انسان ان كان سيلف امبلويد ولا ان كان بيشتغل عند غيره يدفع فايكا لانه اللي بيدفع فايكا بيكون عنده سوشيال سيكيورتي ريتايرمنت اللي بيدفع فايكا بيكون عنده اس اس دي اللي بيدفع فايكا بيكون عنده سرفايفر لوس اذا احتاجها اذا احتاجها سو وي توكت اباوت فايكا اكستنسفلي لاست ويك اند وي سيد وات ات از اند وي سيد هاو ماتش ات از اند اي نو وانس اور توايس از نوت انف تو ادوكيت ايتش اذر بات 
The reason I'm starting with it again today is because today we want to talk about survivor benefits or survivor loss benefits. And we want to explain to people what they are. We want to explain to people who is entitled to them. Not everybody, not every American citizen is entitled, you know, when their spouse dies to survivor loss benefits. And not every green card holder is entitled. Like with Social Security retirement, we made the point last week that only those who have contributed into the system, will the system be there for them when they retire? Will be there for them if they have a work-related injury or, sorry, I apologize, if they have an injury? And also, those who have contributed FICA, if they die, if they pass, then their spouses or former spouses or children will get survivor loss benefits even, that i'm sorry go even ahead. parents under very dependent certain, parents that's right right yep. if you show that you have parents who depended on you for at least half of their income very then you can older. you can give them they can get survivor loss benefits so awal naqta bidna nwassila hkina bitariqa ktir mufassala an alfaika alasbu' almadi lhatta nrassikh bizuhun almustami'in انه فقط الاشخاص اللي بيدفعوا فايكا هن هؤلاء الاشخاص اللي وقت بيطلعوا على التقاعد ابتداء من 62 66 67 لحد 70 الحكومه رح تعطيهم بالشهر شيخوخه هيدول فقط مش لانهم هن مواطنين امريكيين او لانه جرين كارد هولدر فقط المواطنين الامريكيين او الجرين كارد هولدر اللي اشتغلوا 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 وعندهم على القليل 40 كريدت زيت الشيء للانسان اللي بده يحصل على الاس اس دي الانسان بده يحصل على الاس اس دي بيحصل عليها فقط اذا هو دافع فايكا اذا هو شاغل على القليله 10 سنوات وعنده على القليله 40 كريدت ومساهم للفايكا واليوم عم نحكي عن فايكا لسبب ثالث قانون بيقول انه وقت الانسان بيتوفى ان شاء الله بعد عمر طويل زوجته او الاكس تبعه او الزوج او الاكس تبعه وولاده اللي هن تحت 18 وولاده اللي هن ديسيبلد وحتى اهله اذا كانوا يتكلوا عليه بحق يحصلوا على سرفايفر بنفيتس سو لهذا السبب عم نرجع نحكي عن الفايكا فايكا هي لكل انسان ان كان امبلويد ولا سيلف امبلويد القانون بيقول 15.3% من كل دولار الانسان بيطلعه مفروض يروح للحكومه ليندفع Social Security و Medicare. Social Security هي 12.4%، الميديكير هي 2.9%، التوتال فايكا هو 15.3%. القانون بيقول ليلي مش بيشتغل النص بيدفعه رب العمل، النص الثاني بيدفعه الموظف، يعني ال 15.3% النص هي 7.65% من كل دولار بيدفعها رب العمل و 7.56 6.5% بيدفع الموظف ليلي السلف امبلويد بيدفع ال 15.3% كلها مشان هيك في كثير ربات عمل بيسموا الموظفين تبعهم سلف امبلويد لحتى ما يدفعوا 7.65% وانما لازم كل انسان سلف امبلويد يحمي حاله ويدفع باخر السنه ال 15.3% لحتى يامن انه اذا لا سمح الله توفى عائلته ولاده بيحصلوا على سرفايفر لوس واذا تقاعد ابتداء من 62 66 67 70 بيقدر يحصل على سوشيال سيكيورتي ريتايرمنت واذا احتاج انه يطلع على ديسابيلتي يقدر يحصل على الاس اس دي بس اذا هيدا الانسان ان كان موظف او ان كان 
سيلف امبلويد ما عمل ويش بيته ما دفع الفايكا ما رح يكون عنده ولا سوشيال سيكيورتي ريتايرمنت ولا اس اس دي ولا سرفايفر لوس بينفيت مهم كثير هيدي النقطه مهم جدا 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 مش بس اتس ذا لو مش بس اتس نوت اوبشنال اتس ذير مثل ما قال شخص كنت عم بتسمع عليه فايكا تاكسز ار يور ادمشن تيكت تو سوشيال سيكيورتي اند ميديكير بينفيتس اتس ا بيجي بانك ذات يو بن سيفينغ ان ات ثانك يو يو ار سيفينغ ماني يو ار سيفينغ ماني رايت ناو يو ار كونتريبيوتينغ فور اذرز بو وين ذا تايم كمز When you retire, or God forbid, if you pass, you die, or if you need SSD, then others will be contributing exactly. to you. So that is why somebody I was listening to was saying, we need to explain to people why paying FICA taxes is so important, Very extremely important. important. Yep. Not only because it is the law and not to pay it would be fraud, but in addition to that, you want to pay it. You want to pay it because- You never know when you're gonna ever need it. Thank you. That's because if you don't part. pay it and you don't yeah. contribute to it, You, if you need it, it will not be yeah, there for exactly. you. We, we know you're going to need it, right? I mean, you're sooner or later exactly. not going to be able to work. Nope. Sooner or later, you're going to pass. And depending on the situation of your spouse or maybe dependent children or even maybe dependent parents, we know how essential that nest egg, not nest egg, excuse me, how essential those savings and that precaution is. Also, we have not talked about Medicare very in greater details, but again, paying FICA, Uh, 2.2.9% of everybody's oh, gross right. salary half paid by the employer, half by, by, paid by the employee goes to pay Medicare. And who's not going to need medical coverage when, when, you know, when they get older? Everybody We will talk it. about Medicare in much greater detail so in the future. Here to go it is very expensive. It's so yeah, expensive. You know, it, it's funny because this might be a great opportunity to also speak to our friends who may not be working for somebody, but they have a business and maybe it's profitable, maybe not so profitable, they still have to think about finding a way to put some quarterly amounts of earnings aside to again qualify for these benefits. And it's amazing how inexpensive an accountant can be in walking you through this. Accountants are great. Um, they can basically tell you not only how much money you should set aside for both your taxes and FICA contributions. Yeah, let's clarify. When Go you ahead. say taxes, you mean income taxes. That's and correct. FICA, you mean social security taxes. That's right. right. There's a big difference. Yes. They can also help the guy who's an in, who, who is self-employed, has an own business. They can direct them to forms that they might need that could protect the business. They can also invite them to think about other aspects. And they're not even financial planners. They're not necessarily lawyers. And yet they come equipped with great knowledge and help. It's really very simple. Everybody who's self-employed must know that whatever money they make gross, let me repeat gross, they have to pay 15.3% in social security and Medicare taxes Perfect. called FICA taxes. Perfect. Now, the taxes are paid on the net. So let's say somebody makes, self-employed makes 100,000. Mm-hmm. They have to pay, you know, 15.3% of that to FICA. But then let's say after expenses, they have $60,000 left, then they pay income tax on 60,000. Again, number one, it is the law. It's non-negotiable. It's not optional paying that FICA tax. But two, every self-employed person wants and should want to pay FICA tax because again, to repeat, and I think we should put this in a commercial thing, 
Yes. Paying your FICA taxes are so important because it is your admission ticket to getting Social Security, Medicare benefits, Social Security retirements, Social Security disability if you need it, and survivor loss benefits for your family if they need it because you pass. So it's almost like life insurance on you when you pass You're just as paying well. at the end of the year. Correct. A lot of people kind of like... They think of just the moment that they live in, like, oh, I'm paying so much taxes now and stuff like that. You just got to keep an open mind for the future. You never know what happens. You so. have to understand, you know, mm. that there are consequences to what you do. You have to understand exactly. the laws and you have to understand how the laws are there for you. Today, you and I and, and, and Michael and Joe, we are paying for other people uh, whose families, you know, are benefiting because the worker has died or because somebody went on social ret- retire- social security retirement. One day it will be us. Exactly. We will either need SSD or our families will need social security uh, survivor's loss benefits, or we're gonna need that monthly check of social security retirement. And, and I would like to thank our engineer, Joe Mills, who sent me a contribution this week about an increase that people will be experiencing. It's called a cost of living increase or COLA. And uh, even though you might hear the news that sometimes the state of the social security trust is difficult or strained still it takes into consideration the changing times the increase in prices and it tries to keep the beneficiaries the people receiving benefits you know up to date with the cost of living thank you for that no thank joe mills for that thank you joe um so today for the rest of the show we're going to talk about what we call social security survivor benefits or for short survivor benefits um attorney ali bardari yes does everyone is everyone who dies is their family entitled to social security no, survivor unless, loss? No, no, unless you work. Well, there's a Okay, there's unless you were limit. a worker. Yes, you're Forget worked for the age 10 limit. years. Generally speaking. No, you had to work 10 years, at least 40 credits, and then that qualifies you. Your family. That Ex- qualifies that, well, your yeah, family exactly. if you die. Your family gets qualified. Then you go, there's multiple other steps that we're going to sure. go through Before, before we, we talk to, uh, about mm-hmm. that. So we want to we wanna tell the listeners that just like not everyone will get social security retirement, not everyone's family and children will get survivor loss because somebody died. That person who died must have worked and contributed into the system, sure. correct? Correct. And in a minimum of how many credits? 40 credits. And no more than 40 either. No more than 40 credits. Of that, course. 10 years technically gives you 40 credits. Sure, because so. you cannot make more how many credits a year? More than four. More than four. So now, but is it also true that the more money somebody makes, the higher the survivor yes, loss of benefits course. are? Okay. Of course. The, the more same po- like with Social Security retirement. Of so there is a minimum. Exactly. But the more money a dead worker has contributed exactly. into the system, the more the, the his family pay out will exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But the عائلته بتقدر تحصل على سرفايفر لوس بنفيتس مظبوط؟ مظبوط فيش مبلغ واحد كل واحد حيكون مبلغه غير بس حتى قبل ما نحكي عن المبلغ مزبوط. اذا شخص توفى اوتوماتيكلي عائلته بتحصل على مصاري؟ لا شو بده يكون مساهم هذا اللي توفى لنقدر نعطي عائلته 10 سنين شغل بيشتغل 10 سنين على القليله كريدت نعم 40 كريدت نعم 10 سنين بدوش اكثر من هيك هول كواليتي مش ضروري اكثر من هيك ساعتها اذا توفى 
الحكومه بتعطي مصاري لعائلته بنحكي بعدين قديش وكيف ولمين والى اخره بس واحد يتوفى اوكي اي اندرستاند بس اول نقطه بدنا نوصلها انه فقط اللي اشتغلوا واللي ساهموا على القليله 10 سنوات إذا صار في وفاة عائلتهم تقدر تستفيد مزبوط. ما هيك؟ okay. وطبعا yes. كل ما الشخص اللي توفى كان مساهم أكتب مصاري كل ما المبلغ للعائلة بيكون أعلى مزبوط okay. So the first point we established is that it's not available yes. to everybody no. The person who's dead has to have been a worker ten with years. at least 40 credits 10 years Yes Okay. That's very important because a lot of people, like, I, I think they miss that initial, which they that automatically. qualifies them. It yes. doesn't mean you're going to get accepted or not, but that just qualifies you exactly. for it. Exactly. Again, like a lot of people think they're going to get a monthly social security exactly. retirement and then they discover that they having not contributed into yes. the system, the system will not be there for them. And it's very heartbreaking when that happens. Because it's lack of education. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. Now, moving on. Fine. Let's say a worker who contributed at least 40 years has has passed, mm-hmm. who from their family or his family will qualify for what we call survivor loss? Uh, spouse, even his spor- a former spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rules to them, but we'll yes. get to them later. Yeah. Children, stepchildren, mm-hmm. adopted children, mm-hmm. parents, uh, grandchildren. I mean, it's the, the pie is so big. Yes. That grandchildren as well? No, I mean parents. Parents, parents dependent yes, parents. Par- dependent parents, yes. Okay, so let's start with the spouse. So if somebody who was a worker dies, their surviving spouse can get survivor loss benefits, correct? Yes. Is there a minimum to the length of the marriage? I read somewhere yes, a minimum of nine months. Huh? Well, in order for what? No, 10 years is for former spouses. Yes. No, I'm talking spouses. for a, a current spouse. I believe I it was nine months and nine months and uh, nine months, I believe. Okay. Nine okay. months, exactly. So when a couple has been married for at least nine months and the worker, say the husband, yes. died, then the wife, who's been married to him for at least nine months at the time of his death, will be able to correct survivor loss benefits. Yes. Okay. And what about. A former spouse. That's Can where a the 10 former years comes spouse? In. Okay. That's where the 10 years comes so in. 10 years for what? 10 years of marriage. Okay. So before they got divorced, yes. they have to have spent at least 10 years. 10 years. There is another thing is the remarriage. Yes. If the person, if she chooses to remarry, so an ex-husband, but I remarry. If I am over 60, I'm fine. If I'm under 60, I will not, not get fine. those benefits. Exactly. So a former spouse can get survivor loss benefits if the length of the marriage before divorce was at least 10 years, and if the former spouse is 60 or older. 62 or older. Sorry, if she got remarried Uh, over age 60, she will be okay. But if she got married under 60, she will not be okay. Yes, I I do want to contribute a little something that for disabled spouses, they can start drawing the survivor 50. benefits as early as 50. Sure. But they have to be disabled, of course. Right. And and you just took the words out of my mouth. Okay. Now, a spouse of a dead worker, if she or he is disabled, then she or he can start getting social 
excuse me, survivor loss benefits as early as age 50. Right, true. The, in other words, the system helps that person because that person lot. is disabled. And, and there's a lot of exceptions to I, it. I, even sure. There's yeah. no age. If, we if want to first identify the exactly. categories. Yeah. First, there's a lot of things that the can spouse. Go yes. Second, the former spouse. Yes. Third, children. Mm-hmm. How old should the children be to get survivor loss when their parent dies? Well, of under course, 18. under 18, uh, 19 and two months if they're still in high school, in a way. Okay. Um, if they're 16 and younger, uh-huh. uh, they can get it. Or disabled. Or disabled, okay. right, before the age of 22. Okay, now, yes. Now, there's, there's something called no age limit for the spouse when the, when the child is disabled. She yes. does not have to be 50 or 60, the 70. Okay, right? so right. If, the chi- if the spouse or former spouse yes. is caring for a child of the couple or, uh, or of the former couple who is disabled, then that spouse 16, would... Six, under 16 or disabled. Under 16 or disabled. There's no age limit. Then that spouse can get survivor loss benefits at any age. At any age. Okay. I, I wanted to pick up on something you said earlier about stepchildren. Now, yes. Are you comfortable or familiar with what's required in terms Go of Go ahead, Michael. You share it with us. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually asking Ali because I think, and I could be, and I want you to correct me, but if there's a stepchild and the stepparent becomes disabled, the stepchild, I think if the marriage is two years Correct me if I'm wrong. If the marriage is two years and the stepchild has been in that relationship for two years, then the stepchild, in addition to natural children or adopted children, is also entitled to survivor benefits or disability benefits based on the stepdad's disability and disability benefits. Yes, as long as he's, he was dependent on that stepfather. Right. I okay. think the point we want to make across to people, and you just identified another class, thank you, is it's there is no black and white cookie cutter. If you are over, under, there are exceptions. The first thing we want to say is that your spouse who just died has to have contributed, has, has to have been a worker with at least 40 credits. And if you are a spouse married for more than nine months, or if you are a former spouse married for more than 10 years, or if you are a child under 18, or if you are a child under 16 or disabled, yes. or, if you, or if you have stepchildren in certain examples, then your stepchildren yes. will, will get. And then the last thing I wanna talk about is your parents, yes. mm-hmm. who probably are in their 70s or 80s or 90s, well, as long qualify. as, 62. Right. Well, yeah, but most parents, I, it depends the, on when the... It's fact sensitive, and that's why it's so tricky about sure. these things, right? Forget the 62. We want to yeah. like tell people that sometimes not only does the wife and the children benefit, but also the parents of the dead worker. Mm-hmm. But yes. you have to show one thing for the parents to qualify. They're dependent. Uh, for at least what? Half of their support. Yes. So you have to show that the dead worker has been responsible for at least half of the support of his parents. Yes. Right. Okay. True. So I, I also, as long as we're talking about the parents before we move on, now if it's one parent that is claiming uh, Social Security survivor benefits, they get technically 85.5% of what was supposed to be making from the deceased. If there's two of them, it goes down to 75%. Mm-hmm. 
And I just wanted to highlight that because in regarding all the kind of the, the people we're talking about here, from children to spouses and stuff like that, that the money does really make a difference where category you fall into. Okay, I understand. So, but I'm going to remember that it's not just a problem for إذا توفى عائلته رح يكون مأمن لها سرفايفر لوس بس فقط الإنسان اللي ساهم على القليلة 10 سنوات وعنده 40 كريدت وتوفى بس كمان وضحنا إنه المصاري للشخص اللي بيتوفى وهو كان يشتغل بدنا نسميه ديد وركر ديسيست وركر زوجته طالما الزواج عمره أكثر من تسعة أشهر الأكس تبعه طالما العلاقة أو الزواج كان عمره على القليلة 10 سنوات أولاده إذا كانوا تحت ال 16 أو أولاده إذا كانوا ديسيبلد أوقات الستيب تشيلدرن تبعه وأوقات أهله إذا كان هو مسؤول عن ال عن أهله يعني ماديا يعني ماديا نعم إذا كان مسؤول على القليلة 50% يعني هو كان يقوم على القليلة 50% من حاجاتهم المادية مظبوط؟ مظبوط أوكي فيري جود سو I, I have a, I have a question. If if it's a disability claim, not a survivor's claim, in other words, the worker is still alive, does his benefits get reduced because the dependents, the children, are now getting benefits in you know getting benefits because he's disabled? Do they take away? No, from, no, oh, okay. no. They don't take away from him. It's actually added on. Yeah. Well, it's exactly everybody gets. Their money, nobody takes from nobody. Um, so it's additional benefits. Yes, even if it's your formal spouse, you don't, you don't take from their check. It's completely separate. Okay, wonderful to know. Because some people would be intimidated exactly. for even applying if they thought, wow, I'm going to get less. Because not everybody's on good terms with their formal spouse. No. A lot of marriage. Oh. And, and, and let me read this because I think it addresses exactly what Thank you're you talking about. Perfect. Benefits for surviving divorce spouses. And I'm reading here from the pamphlet, the Social Security pamphlet about survivor loss benefits. It says, benefits paid to you as a surviving divorce spouse will not, let me repeat, will not affect the benefits rates for other survivors, meaning maybe the current spouse, the children, all of that. Wonderful. Will not affect the benefit rate, meaning it will not bring the money up or down one way or another for other survivors getting benefits on the workers' records. Yes. You know, I'm really moved by what you said about the stepchildren because... You know, one, things can be really hard just in a regular intact family. Then you have a divorce in a blended family. And then you have a family member, God forbid, who passes or becomes unable to work. And still there's this fluid, this lubrication that keeps the family intact, that at least it's one less thing you have to worry about because they include step-parents, they include divorced widows, divorced spouses it can be very complicated oh it and it but can be very complex and and it just is so hard in terms of the interpersonal relationship it's just one less thing people have to fight over i'm i'm grateful for this system for sure oh yeah i read about something called a one-time death payment of 255 dollars anybody care to comment on that when somebody dies when a worker when a when a when a worker is deceased <laughs> Any volunteers? Yes. A worker dies and a dependent may make an application informing the Social Security Administration of uh, the passing of the worker 
and the family or the single dependent is entitled to the two hundred and twenty-five dollars. It's two hundred and fifty-five, oh, I stand and it's corrected. one time only. And um, they say here in the pamphlet that the survivor must apply within two years of the date of That's death. That's right. Yeah, it's v- that. That is very actually important because it's not retroactive. So it's it kicks in when you apply. So when you report a death and you apply, you have to report your death sometimes You're by yourself. You're talking about something else. Oh, okay. You're talking about when survivor loss benefits begin. Exactly. They will begin from when the survivor applies, not exactly. from the deceased no. worker's death. And I think it's I'm big, talking very about big. the one-time yes. death pen- okay. payment. You will get that one-time 255 yes. death payment as long as somebody applied within two years from when you when yes. you died. But please talk about that. Talk I, about the other thing. That's very important. Because a lot of people want to count back from the day of death, from the date. Because of death. it often is the case with exactly. other laws. It's retroactive, yeah, it not retroactive. here. No, not in Social Security. Okay, so let's say somebody died nine months ago, and the wife who is grieving exactly. decides to go apply for survivor loss benefits today. Are they going to give her the money from the date her husband died, or from today? From today, okay. because she applied today. Okay. So it's very important. I. I it's a very hard topic to talk it about because people, it when is. they're griefing, they're not. They're um, not thinking. The first thing about in their mind that. is not Social Security benefits. Absolutely yet. not. But sometimes, maybe, maybe a somebody week or two in the family or, exactly, will assist. Right? Yeah. Maybe you should put like someone that is in charge of these kind of things right. ahead of plan. But it's very important because you can sometimes, especially when you're griefing, time can pass by so fast that you lose like a year or two. That's right. And you know what? Maybe somebody can apply for you online because I read in the pamphlet that if you have the proof of death, either from a, let's say a friend, Mm -hmm. you know, because the wife is grieving and a friend will get a copy of the uh, funeral home or death certificate, as well as the deceased worker social security, Mm -hmm. the birth certificate of the wife who wants to apply, the social security number of the wife who wants to apply, um, and and sends them all online, then yeah. they can get that system started. Correct? It's, yeah. Um, it's actually recommended by either phone or you're visiting your local office mm-hmm. more than online. Have, have you had the chance to go down to uh, any of our agencies yet? Not yet. No. Okay. I boy. drive by them a lot. I haven't actually stopped by. Okay, and I think that you will be doing that exactly, with our yes. clients. Yes. I was supposed to go with with a client um, last week, but. They actually have an emergency, so they kind of postponed it. And and we look forward to you telling us what you see and what you observe, because I understand you both attended a full-day seminar last week about the landscape, the new social security landscape. And, you know, I just read the headlines a little bit from the seminar, and it seems like the landscape has changed a lot from what it used to be. Administration level, I mean... The, what the presidency, level? the presidency, every presidency term that comes in, kind of like affects changes exactly. Okay, it's it's such a strange experience being among people, lawyers and non-lawyers, professionals who deal with social security, and hear them talk about the same frustrations that you have been dealing so with. So much frustrations. Thank you. Just perfectly validation. By you. It's because you know if you're dealing with it as a lone practitioner or or the only person in the office who deals with it, you think God, it's got to be it me. Just, I'm doing yes. something wrong. Right. But time and time again, when I early uh, late last year, we went to the bar section meeting. Um, Friday, we went to the uh, Michigan Association of Justice 
Is that yes? And, the and, the and, MAJ, the Michigan right. Association for Justices and, Annual and Workman's Compensation and Social Security yes. uh, Seminar. It was bleak, and they they bleak were just meaning it was very very sad. sad and That's right. And discouraging. These are very talented professionals with decades of experience describing just trying to describe something that's almost indescribable. In other words, there's no form to it. You know, there's that old story about all the men who try to figure out what an elephant is by touching different pieces of it, the tail and the ear and the trunk. And that's basically what this system now feels like, depending on who you are and the success or failure you're having, you're going to have a totally different experience from let's say the next practitioner. And that's very true of our claimants in the audience as well. Don't write off your experience as it being unique or alone. There's a variety of them, and they're just not consistent. So you got to hang in there. Right, Ali. Yeah. Uh, what's what was your uh, impression about the seminar, as far as you know today applying for social security? What can people expect? and so forth expect to get rejected <laughs> okay more than before more than before i mean okay. it seems like they use the stamp the no stamp more than they use the yes stamp these days okay um it, there's from what we heard it could be a rumor or not but these are very like like michael said reputable I mean, exactly, professionals right? and so i guess there's a rumor judges in michigan ha- supreme there was court few federal judges that were there right one, one supreme court justice yes and then one one michigan magistrate. supreme court justice yes. was and on the panel and a yes. federal magistrate yes and whereas the supreme court justice was kind of upbeat boy you would not want to necessarily have to go to federal district court to fight for your social security no claim. yeah it, it was they we, were nitpicking we, about how you spell their name on, on that it, on it the was it we spent five minutes talking about don't call me a magistrate i'm a magistrate judge i'm actually a federal magistrate judge five minutes on it we spent time talking about the brief and she described the need to write an exceptional brief if you're going to get relief at the district court level and not to say our clients aren't exceptional, but they have a tendency to be very similar with each other in that they're in desperate, desperate shape. They have no money. Some of them are living under bridges. I mean, it's just terrible. It is, and, a, it is a terrible And the magistrate system. was describing almost something like an imperial or elitist system in which we could perfect the rights of the litigants it was so out of touch with what we deal with. It was extraordinarily out of touch and out of step with what we try to do so, with our So clients. what are you saying? Are you saying that we lawyers, we fight for people and go before these judges and these judges are not living on planet Earth? Let, let me give you some good news. The good news is if you have a right to your administrative hearing judge, okay, that is gonna be your best shot. And I can tell you that Ali and I that's what we spend 60% of our time perfecting and preparing for. Exactly. It is your best shot because, one, they're a lawyer. You mean two, once you appeal, you get rejected at the Social you. Security. Right. You typically come to a lawyer, though not necessarily a lawyer, and you appeal. And this is where you are more likely to get a yes well, after you got a no. You're not going to get more likely. There's still going to be a higher percentage that you lose, but still it's going to be the best shot you get at your presentation. In other words, 
it's the fairest shot you get. It's when you're putting an attorney versus an attorney. Thank you. Where in Social Security, you're sending your application when you first apply, and there's just someone that is not a doctor, that is not a lawyer, Thank you. that doesn't have any ex- experience or expertise in any medical field or anything like that. He's just, and I, from what I believe, I, I feel like they're just rejecting applications just because they have to. The rumor I was talking about, from what I heard over there. Because the, they've the been seminar, told, say I mean, more if you no than accept yes. more yes, they kind of get rid of you. And, and also that like the budget isn't big exactly. enough for all these people applying. And they get rid of you too. A lot of these judges, I mean, they're still employees. They still have. They still need their paycheck. So sure. if they accept, if they put a lot of yeses on a case, so so out. let me ask either one of you. I'm dying to know if in the social security seminar anybody talked about the social security application, which is the first thing somebody fills out. Has anybody talked about Not that? How itself. dangerous it is? How risky it is? Anybody talked about that? Not because the that's your itself. first point exactly. of telling yeah. the government what you can and cannot do and what's wrong with you. you. You need a friend, if not an attorney and not a non-attorney representative. Actually, you need an attorney, but you need someone to go over it because sometimes somebody's just going to make or want to make them sound better than they actually are. Or worse. Well, no, they'll make themselves sound better because they don't want to talk about their impairment. They don't want to talk about how they can't work. And then the administration will flop them or deny benefits. Well, let me, let me. <laughs> how about, um, you know, in our car accidents, we always ask people about, did you apply for Social Security? And yes. even if you got rejected, I want to see that Social Security application because I want to know long before the car accident, what did you tell the government? Right. Do you know how many? Yeah. It's like, what can you do? I can do nothing. What do you mean you can do nothing? And if you could do it's nothing so then... Are you kidding me? How can you not do anything? I mean, a lawyer or even an attorney office should not allow, would not allow an application to be submitted like that. You automatically lose credibility. If you were a social security worker and somebody says, I can do nothing, well, please tell me, are you paraplegic, hemiplegic, or quadriplegic? Because maybe, maybe I'll believe you can do nothing. We face that every single day. I mean, I had a a case where a lady was crossing from the east side, was crossing the, the street going to church and got hit by a car and she had applied for social security and gotten it and when they asked her three years prior you know did you um what what is it that you can do she said i can do nothing i go nowhere well on the day of the accident she certainly was going somewhere she was walking and she got hit by a car so you lose credibility when you put stuff like that and you get stuck with it because it's part of your record later right Right. and then it's It's also part of your record of god forbid you are in a car accident later the first thing the car insurance companies will look at is did you apply and we don't care you got accepted or rejected if you applied that means you filled out an application if you filled out an application we want to know what did you allege to to the government and by the way were you lying then or are you lying now i promise you every application would have everything on it right and it's not doesn't have to be true it it, it has to be true and it's gonna affect everything your car accident lawsuits will affect literally everything going forward in in, in fact there's an ethical rule i'm so sorry to interrupt even if you are in the middle of immigration yeah you know what about social security fraud which now can become a part of your immigration status if you're between a green card and a any uh citizenship You're right. I want to add that lawyers have ethical obligations to do certain things in certain tribunals. 
and even the Social Security Administration, and Ali has his own Social Security registrant's number. I have my own because we practice there, but they demand of the attorney, the attorney submit everything. You don't have a choice if it's good, bad, or indifferent. Every document you have in your possession must be submitted in the application and even in the hearing. Uh, hold on a minute. Sure. If, if, if it's a medical record that's not favorable to the claimant, should they also submit it? Must. Of course. It's not even... It's because they say provide all medical it would documentation? It worse if you hide it, it from them. It, it, it's not even so a matter So not of what just it looks the like. proof that proves that you are disabled. You also need to show that the proof that goes against what you're saying. That's right. Okay. Every all, bit of it. All of exactly. your medical and everything you have. But, but that's okay, too, because like you were saying, Jumana, uh, for somebody who says, I can do nothing, which is unbelievable, who isn't going to have a good day? Unbelievable, meaning not believable. Right, not believable. Right. Who's not going to have a good day in a collection of 30 bad days. Of course. So they can get up and go to the store. They can basically maybe hold their grandchild that week. You know, there are some things that they can look forward to doing, you know, because they're alive and they want to do them. And if you incorporate those events with the events in which they're disabled, it is a lot more credible, authentic, and believable and, and actually, it's going to bode well or in the favor of the claimant, you know, our clients. Okay. Thank you very much. And we veered off a little bit from uh, survivor loss benefits, but it was a good discussion. Oh, thank uh, you. And by the way, let's clarify um, that non-attorney officers can represent Social Security claimants. Yes. I may be biased in saying that one should go to a lawyer. The whole idea is that a lawyer knows more law and is held to the ethics rules and I think will bring more to the table. And the the, the charges are the same. The fees are the same. They, they are do the same. not change. No, they don't change. I mean, what is the most expensive, the the most the most profitable social security case we have in the office? How much money can we make as attorney $6, fees or as fees? $6,000. That's where it stops. Right. $6, and the same with non-attorney offices. Exactly. I would very humbly say that if I, have a, if I have a choice, and I have a choice, as to go to a non-attorney office, a non-attorney. You're paying the same thing. I'm paying the same thing, right? but I really Don't think that. you want the best that, in the business? Yes. Exactly. And, so. and the reason why it is because lawyers are, you, you, you know about the law, you know about all the social security, uh, sorry, uh, the Supreme Court opinions, the federal court opinions. Exactly. You stay on top of the law. One, two, you talk to other lawyers. Three, I'd like to believe, but I don't know that firsthand that I think maybe you'll get more respect from a judge if you are a Most lawyer. Most likely. I mean, but you know I how don't to talk know to a judge that. more. You have more experience. I suppose. I don't know. And the most important thing you said is we're bound by the ethical code. Right. right? And right. that's the most important part is right. that we can't... And then the other thing, the and I would road. not wish that on anybody, but if a lawyer does something wrong, you can always sue the lawyer. But exactly. if a non attorney office does something wrong good luck suing them yeah. and collecting money not that we want anybody to sue anybody but i mean there is there are more i believe uh, protections with hiring a lawyer than a non-lawyer that's 
that's my opinion but You're again professional but, but but again but again i mean a non-attorney office can be professional yeah. it really depends on the volume on the work ethic on how abreast they are of the law i think that's a big one I'm, I'm lawyers always stay abreast with the law or should i'm going to steal your thunder okay ali has been on board with us both in workers compensation and social security now for several weeks you described going to the independent medical examination at the beginning and all i can tell you is just as an observer the conceptual leaps and bounds we can now make with him on our team you know i speak english i've done this work for 30 years but to get the client to really understand what they need to do and what they shouldn't do it's a gift and ali has it Thank and you. and it's just it's just improved our ability to really, you know, make the best case we have to make for our clients. And thank just you. thank you thank you for your skills and your enthusiasm. It's thank just you. good. And of course, your Arab language yes. abilities as well. It's Essential. Good to give something back, right, to the community. Well, I mean, I, I when I first started here, my first interview with Jumana, I told her the one thing that I actually want to inspire to be is like her, because she gave a lot to the community even our social work a lot of cases we don't make money out of them but we just take, take them actually to give back to the community that's the honest truth sometimes because it is so rewarding it, thank it you is. i am the least of all people you can you can do so much better than i have ever done ali but let me just say one thing i think the most gratifying piece of uh, what we can do is be of service it's not always about money. No, I mean, it's not. once you pay the bills and you're fine, it becomes about something much bigger than that. Yes. And a lot of people do need help. Middle Eastern people in particular, they're not a lot always. Of right. So and it's much. a lot of them don't know the laws, and some of them, you know, take advantage, and some of them under undertake advantage of the law because they don't know what their exactly. rights are we see both both ends of the pendulum but being of service that's a beautiful thing it's mm -hmm. so rewarding i it think is. that's why a lot of people like to do charity work because i think it's so rewarding and fulfilling to the soul and some of what we do we do a lot of things as we should by the way that you know they don't get us money but it mm -hmm. just makes you feel so good yeah, for god's sake it's not always about money it's not honestly once you start thinking of money i think it's it's the ugly, thing, especially when it comes if everything to if everything like you that. do is dictated by money, I I am very sorry, mm -hmm. but you are living an awful life, and you may be an, a very ugly person if that's all you're thinking about. Yes, you know, we're a little I bit agree. like like Robin Hood. We we take from the rich and we give two thirds to the poor. It's yeah, but we follow the law, though. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I didn't use the word steal. I said take. Right, okay. right, right. Okay. You're right. You're right. So that's where the uh, the comparison fails. Right? We don't steal from the rich Do to not, take no. to give them no. poor. We ha we have said we have about four minutes remaining. We have said before, as far as survivor loss benefits, that. Uh, the first thing we, we had said before that, um, uh, you know, benefits paid, uh, you know, one does not take from the other. But I read somewhere that for a family, I'm not talking about access, for mm -hmm. a family, there is a limit to what they pay ev a whole family in survivor loss benefits. So let's say dad died and there is the wife and three kids. I read that the maximum, no matter what Social Security is giving, is no more than between 150 and 180% of the workers' benefit amount, right? That is true. Right. But right. that's almost twice as much in addition to what the worker's getting. So that's, right. Yeah, so that's still a, so that's a lot. So very that's sadly, that 
per- that worker dead is worth more to his family than alive? No, it could be disabled too. He doesn't have to be dead. If he's disabled, the maximum is also going to be between 150 and 180. Oh, really? So that I'm applies sure. both yeah. to survivor loss as well as SSD. The dependents. That's okay. right. Very quickly, we talked about uh, former spouses. And again, I want to remind that if the if the marriage was longer than 10 years, mm-hmm. um, if this if this former spouse remarries before the age of 60, yes, this person is not going to get widow or widower's benefit. No. But if this person remarried after the age of 60, this person will get widow or widower's benefit. And if this widow or widower or ex-widow or widower yes. is age 50 and disabled or, or, or more, then they can get that. And please remember that you don't take from your former spouse paycheck it's completely separate he keeps it comes his own. from exactly. the social security yes. a lot of, i think a lot of people kind of get like they kind of back off when they, they feel like there's going to be yeah. a backlash from it i mean we had our own clients that ask us that question oh we're not on good terms. i don't want to deal with his wife exactly, and right? well you're not dealing with exactly. his wife you however know. this person there may be a little bit of an issue how can the ex-spouse get a get her hands or his hands on a death certificate if the spouse does not want to cooperate. Uh, there is uh, Ancestry.com. One, one of our clients actually told us he, he got his mom, um, the year his mom was, uh, the year his mom became a citizen. When we were doing the application, she had no idea. We didn't know. She renewed her passport, so we had no idea the date. She couldn't find anything. Her son did a free trial for seven days at Ancestry, and they gave him the date. And, and not only that. The date if, if and a picture of it as well. If the newest spouse is obtaining survivor benefits, then the Social Security Administration already has a certified copy of the death certificate, which would support the claim of the former spouse as well, I assume. So. Hmm, that's yeah. interesting. Sure. Can you, with the minute remaining, I want you in Arabic again, Ali, to remind the yes. listeners that for those who are entitled to survivor loss benefits, because their mom, dad, or mm-hmm. spouse, or ex-spouse, died and was a worker with more than 40 credits, it is very important they apply ASAP or they need to understand that they that the Social Security Administration will only count from when the person, the surviving person applies, not from when the worker exactly. died. Say it in so Arabic, please. So, if someone died and Social Security, أعطيكم مثل المثل إذا توفى ما لازم ننتظر نو no. إذا توفى ب 2018 بدك تعبي ب 2019 ما حيعوزوا 2018 اليوم اللي توفى فيه ما رح يدفعوا لك exactly. راحت عليك لل... السنة راح عليك سنة مظبوط يعني يعني السوشيال سيكيورتي ادمنستريشن بتعد من وقت ما من وقت ما الشخص اللي سرفايفر اللي هو يا الزوجة يا الاكس زوجة يا الاولاد يا الاولاد يا الاهل ديبندنت بيرنتس بيعدوا من وقت ما ما نعبي وبيعطوا بنفس مش من وقت الوفاة نو no. okay. يعني انه الواحد بيكون زعلان ومتأثر عشان هيك وانما so بس مو اهم شيء هيدي نعم نعم شكرا جزيلا رامي شكرا جزيلا المحامي علي بغدادي شكرا جزيلا اتوني مايكل را ثانك يو فيري ماتش فور ذا فيري هيلبفول انفورميشن توداي ثانك يو سو ماتش اند انتل نيكست ثيرزداي ثانك يو